0: I uh, especially thank our new band player there, Mr. Frank. And <clears throat> Brother Brandon drove all the way from Abilene last night. He got here at 6 o'clock this morning and still played with us. Give him a round of applause. I'm, <clears throat> I'm sure he's going to go look for a bed somewhere. <laughs> so for us to have such wonderful people help us at this church. Guys, I'm going to say something to you. Open your Bibles to numbers. I, I, I want to say something to you this morning. Look at me. It's got to be about building the kingdom. Amen. Everything we do, church, look at me. Look at me. It's got to be about building the kingdom. Amen. Everything we do, look at me over here, has got to be about building the kingdom of God. Amen. What are we here for? To build the kingdom of God. Why do we exist? To serve God. Everything we do, Penny, has to be about building the kingdom of God. This is not a country club. This is a kingdom building facility. It's got to be about building and lifting the kingdom of God. And you know, this is a great place for us. It really is. Because His presence is here. You can feel it. You feel it in the people. You feel it in the atmosphere. See, it's not the building. It's the Lord. It's, not, it's, not, it's, it's, it's nothing without him. You understand that? There's a lot of churches. There's a lot of nice, nice big buildings. A lot of churches out there with a lot of people in them. But if they don't have God, what are they doing? They're assembling as a country club. They're assembling to pass judgment on somebody. They're assembling to, to uh, uh, come and, and figure, well, this is enough. Listen to me. I'm so glad I am who I am today, and it's never enough. I can never just have enough of God. I just just want enough of God today, enough to get me out of hell, enough to get me by, enough to get uh, get me out of hell, get me by, keep me from getting sick. You know, life happens, and it happens fast. And we need God every single day of our lives. So guys, it's got to be about the kingdom. It's got to be about lifting up the name of God. It's got to be about changing ourselves. It it would be easy if we would just revert back to who we were and what we used to do and how we used to act. But God wants to take us further. God wants to take us further. How many believe that today, that God wants to take us further? I just don't want to stay who I am today, Brother Vic, in Christ. I want to grow in Christ. I want my relationship with him to grow every day. I want to kind of have the relationship that he had with Moses the kind of relationship he had with Elijah, the kind of relationship that he had with Peter and Paul. I want that kind of relationship. That relationship was a growing relationship. It was a a relationship when Peter did something wrong, Paul did something. Paul Paul said, you know what, I'm struggling here because I want to go home and be with my Lord and Savior, but I know i got to stay here and work, and i got to stay here because the people need me here. Paul made so many mistakes. He killed Christians. He chased them down. He hunted them down. But the Lord forgave him and let him make it. Let him make it. Say that with me. Let him make it. Because he loved him. And he knew it was about kingdom building. Paul's responsible for writing half this New Testament. Most of it, guys. And he was the biggest sinner of them all. You know, we're all sinners. Thank God for grace today. I want you to start thinking about this every day. What's best for the kingdom? Today I want to talk to you about humility. And I love this scripture right here in in, in Numbers 12. It begins to talk about the story of Moses and and, and it's in Numbers chapter 12. Got my Bible? I like this story. It's kind of a crazy story. But it's a great story too. It's kind of crazy, but I'm going to explain it so you'll be better to understand it. Numbers chapter 12. It's about Moses. And it's a story where his sister Miriam and Aaron start talking smack about him behind his back. Can I ask you a question today? Has anybody ever talked smack about you behind your back? (laughs) Did I hear yes or no? It's about one of those things where, 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 where here here you got Moses, God's chosen, and you got people that are talking smack about him. His sister and his brother. His own brother and his own sister. And and if you if you'll follow along, I'm gonna get you into this in just a minute. God gets angry at Miriam for talking smack about Moses. Uh, he gets mad at him for disrespecting him. For 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 I, I love this story because it reminds me that 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 you ought not talk about people behind their back. Uh, number one, you ought not uh, go up against God's people anytime, anywhere, any place. You ought not touch one of God's anointed for sure. I love this story for sure in Numbers. It's kind of a crazy story. I'm going to read it to you in just a minute. It's kind of a crazy story. And it's one of my favorite because I know that you should really watch what you say. And it, you should really watch what you do. And, and, and there, the, the, the next favorite story that I have is Elijah. And, and Elijah is a prophet. And, and he's going around spreading God's word. And there's a group of kids. They come out and start calling him Baldy. Baldy. Hey, Baldy. Any bald-headed people here? No, I'm just kidding. Don't talk about them. There's a story of Elijah in the Bible, and, and, and he's God's man. He's God's chosen. And all of a sudden, uh, these group of kids come out and start calling him baldy, baldy, baldy. And the Lord sends a swarm of bears to just maul them. Now you have this story that we're talking about today. you got Miriam and Aaron who are talking about Moses behind his back. How many people know what that feels like? It never feels good to know that the people around you betray you. The people around you stab you in the back. The people around you are jealous of you, so they, they come against you. It's a, it's a terrible feeling. Before I got saved, if you talked about me, I'd just get on the ground with you. I'm telling you, I'd roll up my sleeves. Most of time, just throw off my shirt and just... Beat the mess out of somebody. I would. We'd just roll around in the dirt. One, one of us was going to win. And most of the time it was me. I started bouncing drunks out of bars at 11 years old. My parents owned a big old honky-tonk down there in Waco uh, that they invested in. All their liquor money went into that thing. And how do I know? Because they drank their finances away. So we grew up in that bar, and we started bouncing drunks out of that bar. And and, and I, I, from the time I was 11 years old, I've been able to fight, and I've been able to fight grown men for my life. I've been in situations by pool tables that knives were pulled. Uh, clubs were pulled, things were just crazy. I've been outside where guns were pulled and guns were shot. I tell people all the time, I can do two things good. I can dance and I can fight. And they both go hand in hand. Now I'm dancing for the Lord and I'm biting the devil every day. But before I got saved, if you talk crazy about me, you better believe I'd be in your face and we'd be swinging because I'm not good at arguing. I'm still not a good arguer. I'll send people that know how to argue to argue with you because I don't know how to argue. I don't know how to swing. I'm not a good arguer. Don't come try to argue with me because I don't know what to say. I leave an argument. I'm like, why didn't I say this? And why didn't I say that? And why didn't I say? I start pouting. I'm not a very good arguer. So before I got saved, I was very good at fighting. I know how to do that. I know how to do it very well. I still think I'm pretty good at it at 45. But I hadn't had to put my hands on nobody in 12 years, and I'm thanking God for that today. Now, if you touch my family, we got a problem. So I still try to keep myself just a little edgy. Before I got saved... I fought all the time. I'd roll in the ditch with you. And then I became a born-again Christian. And it was like I took a step in my life. It was like I took a step in my life. And something began to change in my heart. And I began to realize that God forgave a sinner like me? That I must forgive those who trespass against me? How in the world am I going to do that? Because I don't know that. I had to go to church. I had to learn that I had to get around other people so I could learn that I had to trust him so I could learn that so when I was a baby Christian uh, before I was saved I was fighting all the time and then I became a baby Christian say baby Christian I became a baby Christian and I learned that I need to have some humility I need to have some forgiveness and it was never easy Never, ever easy. When Dalton was five years old, six years old, just a little kid, didn't know nothing. His Sunday school teacher was our neighbor. When we first got saved, it was going to Parkview Baptist Church. His Sunday school teacher was our bus driver. He was our neighbor. And we became friends a little bit just because he was Dalton's Sunday school teacher. I just barely got saved, like 30 minutes, (laughs) 30 days. (laughs) <laughs> Three months. I don't know how long I say, but we became friends and he was interested in classic cars. Well, I traded classic cars and I always had some old hot rod around and, and I said, Well, I know where a 66 El Camino is. It's a SS Super Sport guy's got it in the garage. I don't know what he wants. But we can go out there and look at it. He said, Man, you do that for me? I said, Yeah, man, well let's go Saturday. So Saturday, we had planned to go out there and look at this classic car. He came by the house, picked me up. We had great fellowship, drove out there to this airplane hangar where this classic car was. Now, look, I'm not unsaved anymore. I'm a baby Christian. God elevated me. God elevated me a little bit. And so we go out and we look at this classic car. And the guy gives him a price of like 5000 $5,500, something cheap for this El Camino. It was really nice. And he's looking the car over, and he's looking the car over, and he's looking it over. And I'm like, man, this is a nice car, dude. I like it too, man. I think you look good in that. Your family look good in that. Everything good. I say, that thing looks good. It's going to look good on you. And then he turns around to the guy and says, what are you going to give him out of this? I wasn't getting nothing out of this, I was trying to help another Christian. I wasn't getting a dime for this. I just knew the guy had a car, called him up, say, I know somebody's looking, and I wanted to bring it. Now, me being a baby Christian, I didn't know that all other Christians ain't always Christian. Did I say something to go wow you? Because I wow you. Wow. (laughs) All Christians ain't always Christian. They don't always act Christian. So here I am. I'm thinking I'm doing me a good deed in my little baby Christian walk. And he looks at him and says, what are you going to give him out of this? I was offended, Jack. I said, man, I ain't getting nothing out of this. What are you talking? I was so mad to the point I wanted to walk away. I was so mad and humiliated and disrespected. I wanted to walk away because something inside of me, I want to go back to who I used to be. (laughs) Something inside of me said, sling him on the dirt, boy. Sling him on the dirt and elbow him in the eye. But I just kept my mouth shut. My blood pressure was boiling. I didn't even take blood pressure medicine then. I was mad. I was angry. I was upset. But I kept my mouth shut. I kept my mouth shut. It was hard. It was hard. I, I just wanted to buy it tell him, hey, I got it first. I wanted to sling him on the dirt. I wanted to fight. I was so mad. But that ain't even the just of it. That ain't even the just of it. He wound up making the guy said, I ain't got no deal with him. What are you talking about? If you want the car, it's 5500 If you don't, y'all gonna have, a good, have, have a good day. I, I got things to do. Well, he wound up buying the car. I followed him home in it. Everything was good. Next day at Sunday school, Dalton don't know any better. And he says, hey, you bought a car from my dad yesterday. Now the guy thinks that I got over on. It. He catches me in the hall at Parkview Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. He catches me in the hall and he calls me a liar. He says, you're a liar. He said, you sold me that car. That was your car. You pulled a fast one on me. I said, now I'm really mad. I said, what are you talking about, man? And you could just see I hadn't been saved but 30 minutes. Smoke was coming out of my ears. I was mad. I was upset. I was just angry. I mean, I was like a cur dog, and every hair on my back was standing up. I was mad. I said, What are you talking about, man? I said, what's what? he said, your son told me that I bought your car. I said, what are you talking about? And I went and got Dalton. I said, what'd you tell him? He said, I don't know. He's five years old, man. All he knows is you and Daddy went and bought a car. He don't know anything. I said, man, I did not pull one over on you. And if you think I'm a liar, you stay the heck away from me and my family. And I'm going to tell you something, too. You're lucky I don't beat the brakes off of you. You understand me? You understand? And preacher come out of his office and says, is there a problem? Not yet. (laughs) And I was so furious. I was I was on the security team at that time too. I wanted to break in his car or something. I don't know. I break his windows out, slice his tires. Cause when I was in the world, I did a lot of ungodly things. Y'all don't even know. But now here I am, mad, upset, angry, don't know what to do. I can't even see straight. Church started. I'm outside on security. I'm still smoking at that time. (laughs) Give me a cigarette. (laughs) Madder in the sun. Just angry. You know, God gets angry too. I'm going to show you in a minute. Just hang on to that thought. I was so angry. I was so mad. Church started. Music began to play. I'm outside angry. Here comes this guy again. I got you. It's all like Donkey Kong. That's what we used to say in the 90s. Here he comes crying. Here he comes. I ain't never seen really grown men really cry. He is bawling. He says, I don't know what came over me. I'm so sorry I accused you. I'm so sorry I disrespected you. I don't know what came over me. Can you please forgive me? Will you please forgive me? Please, please forgive me. And here I am, just a baby Christian, and I'm crying with and we're holding hands. And we're like, I'm like, I hope nobody Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I forgive you. And we're hugging. He never made mention of it. I never made mention of it. I began to grow in Christ that day. And I've been growing ever since. A lot of people will offend us. A lot of people is going to do things to try to get us. A lot of people will hurt us. But we got to learn to take the high road. We got to learn to be humble. We got to learn to be humble, to be quick to forgive. To let things go in our lives that bother us. Humility is the mother of giants. One sees great things from the valley, only small things from the peaks. You know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that today and I was thinking about this story. And I was thinking about, do we practice humility? Do we practice being humble? Do we go out of our way to let things go and to forgive? Is that not the forefront of Christ's relationship with us is to be humble and forgiving? Because that's what Moses was. That's what Moses was. That's why he was God's chosen. I don't know about you, but I started wrapping this up in my mind. Vicki, I know you got that video ready. We'll play it in a minute. But I, I know in my mind that God wants to have a relationship with us, an intimate relationship with us. And as we begin to grow, brothers, I've been walking with the Lord for 11, 12, almost 13 years now, and I still haven't arrived. But I'm a lot further along than I used to be. Let me, let me get this for you. The story of where Miriam and Aaron start talking smack, start talking negative things about Moses, and God gets angry and strikes Miriam with leprosy. Let me understand you this. If you got struck by God, you have been struck. I don't know about you, but I hear that leprosy is on its way back. I hear in foreign countries right now that leprosy is on its way back. At the ends of times, there's going to be diseases you and I had never heard of, and there's not going to be a cure for we're seeing some of that right now in, in the world that we live in. Somebody grab this with me this morning. I'm gonna read this to you and just want to say, but listen. And God gets angry and strikes Marion with leprosy. And I like this story because it reminds me to go ahead and talk about me behind my back. Go ahead and talk about somebody behind their back. See what happens to you. You need to stay humble. You need to stay kind. You need to stay forgiving. Go ahead and talk about somebody behind their back see what happens. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You so bad. You badder than God. God will take care of his children. Come on, somebody, believe that with me. Todd, you better believe that, dude, because if you're going to try to be an elder, try to be in the ministry, try to have a closer walk ministry, people's going to come against you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to hate you. They're going to slander you. They're going to make up things on you. They're going to be there to point the finger at you every time you make a mistake. So you got to know that God has got your back. God is going to take care of you. You don't have to get in the ditch with anybody. I'm preaching way better than y'all letting off. I, 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 I'm going to say this to you. Listen to me this morning. And see, I like this story because it reminds me, go ahead and talk about somebody behind the back. See what happens. And, and one of my favorites is when Elijah's walking down the road and, and they start calling him Ballhead, ball head, and those bears come out and attack those kids. Man, I wish that still happened today. But as I look at this passage, it's saying about that. I'm going to read it to you. Give me a second. As I look at this passage where Miriam is talking about Moses behind his back. And Aaron joins in because Aaron is a follower. And I've seen this in Aaron before, Aaron in the Bible before, when Moses was building the Ten Commandments and he was spending too much time with God and the people got jealous and Aaron went ahead and built a big old fat golden calf so they could worship it. See, Aaron's a follower. You need to be a leader today and not a follower. I want you to get this. Let me get this. i got to read it to you because it's crazy. Because it's more than, it's more than just the attack. It's more than just the leprosy. What I want to talk to you today is about how Moses acted when he found out that they were talking smack about him behind his back. Watch this. This is incredible. This is out of the Bible. I didn't make this up. It's cool. Amen. Say cool. Cool. That God himself loved Moses so much that he didn't want to see Moses hurt. Did you know that God loves you so much that he don't want to see you hurt? That he don't want to see you hurt? That he's going to protect you? That's why you can always try to take the high road. The more and more more I, I, I see this, I think, man, I want this kind of relationship with God. Listen, Numbers 12, verse 1, got my Bible? <laughs> While they were at Hazoroth, Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because he had married a Cushite woman. They said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he spoken through us too? But the Lord heard them. Say that with me, but the Lord heard them. Can I say this? When your enemies rise up against you, the Lord hears it. You need to hear that today. and You need to be grateful that God has got his eye on you today. Huh? Come on, somebody. When somebody's trying to get one over on you, the Lord hears them. When someone's trying to pull a fast one on you, the Lord hears them. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you some pointers in here. While they were in Herod, that Mary and Aaron criticized Moses because he had married a Cushionite woman. They said, hasn't the Lord only spoken through Moses? Hasn't he spoken through us too? But the Lord heard them. Now, this is the part that we're at today and I'm done. Listen. Now, Moses was very humble. More humble than any other man on earth. Huh. Now, Moses was more humble than any other man on that's what you and I should strive to be. For real. For real. Listen to me. But the Lord heard them. Now Moses was very humble, more humble than any other person on earth. So immediately the Lord called to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam and said, Go out to the tabernacle, all three of you. Woo, boy. The woodshed. Somebody said it. How many, when they were a kid, their dad said, "You and you and you, come here? Yeah. How many, of you were a kid, your mama said, "You and you, get up, come in, come in, come out." It's really bad when they start calling you by your middle name. You know the belt coming off when, when, when God, God hears them. He's like, Moses, you get Miriam and Aaron, you come here. Come on. Mariam, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, don't you think one second God won't spank you? Woo, Lord, y'all need to grab that. Kids, don't you think one second your parents shouldn't spank you? I threw that in for free. Who the Lord loves, he corrects. So here we got this picture. I'm going to keep reading. Listen. So immediately after the Lord heard them talking smack about Moses, the Lord called to Moses and Aaron and Miriam and said, Go out to the tabernacle, all three of you. So the three of them went to the tabernacle. Then the Lord descended in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Aaron and Miriam, he called and they stepped forward. And the Lord said to them, Now listen to what I say. If there were a prophet among you, I, the Lord, would reveal myself in visions. I would speak to them in dreams, but not with my servant Moses. All of my house, he is the one I trust. I speak to him face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the Lord as he is. So why were you not afraid to criticize my servant Moses? The Lord was very angry with them, and he departed. As the cloud moved from above the tabernacle, there stood Miriam, her skin as white as snow from leprosy. When Aaron saw what had happened to her, he cried out to Moses, Oh, my master, please don't punish us for the sins we have so foolishly committed. Don't let her... Don't let her be like a stillborn baby already declared at birth. So Moses, now listen, this is how humble and how forgiving Moses was. Do y'all not believe the Bible this morning? Don't even read it if you don't believe it. Put it down and walk away from it if you're not going to believe what you read. And if he put it in here, he wants us to get it, he wants us to understand it, and he wants us to live by it this morning. Put it down. Don't pick it back up if you're not going to believe it. You say, I'm going to pick and choose what I believe. You go ahead and do that. You go ahead and do that. I'm going to believe it all. Watch this. Verse 12. Don't let her be like a stillborn baby, already declared at birth. So Moses cried out to the Lord, Oh God, I beg you, please heal her. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had done nothing more than spit in her face, would she be defiled for seven days? So keep her outside the camp for seven days, and after that she may come in. I love this story. Because it shows how humble Moses really was. And how forgiven he really was. And how you and I should strive to be humble and forgiving. To try to take the high road per se. To try to trust the Lord to defend us. See what I've learned in my walk with Christ, brothers and sisters. I don't have to fight my battles. He takes care of me. And if he'll take care of me, he'll take care of you. If he's got me, he's got you because I'm nothing special. When I was at the mission the other day, I said, look, man, I am nothing special. There's nothing special about me except for my relationship with the Lord. And if I have this special relationship, watch this. If I have this special relationship with the Lord, Moses had a special relationship with the Lord, which made him special and trusted. I love that part. Listen to me. I love this story because Moses had no idea they were talking about him behind his back, but God seen it. I want to be like Moses. I, 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 I Mark Grimes. I want to be like Moses. I want my sons Dalton and Justin to be like Moses. I want my leaders in this church to be like Moses. I want my elders, the people that run these ministries, I, I want them to be able to forgive and to be humble and let God fight the battle. Amen. This is so sacred to my heart. This is, this is so near to the, the ministry that we have at Caney Creek Cowboy Church because if we pass judgment, if we go out and, and duke it out with whoever comes against us, then we're no better in a country club we might as well set a pool table up in the back and put some neon lights around here but if we're really going to be sold out to the Lord if we're really going to be Christian then we need to learn to take the high road to help someone in need to turn the other cheek to learn to let things go I, I love this Moses asked God to forgive them can you do that? Can you ask God to forgive them? Jesus did it. You walked over that cross that they laid down, that they laid him down from. when, they, when they, 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 That cross out there, that's what they hung him on. You walked over it when you walked in the building. The storm threw it down. The devil has thrown that cross down two times. And two times I have put it back up. There's a sermon in itself. I told, I told someone yesterday, I said, I was just laughing at the devil in his face. You've knocked me down several times, devil, but you're not going to keep me down. You beat me down several times, devil, but I've gotten back up. You can send a windstorm, a rainstorm, a storm. you can send whatever storm you want, but my Lord has got me, he's going to take care of me, and he's going to pick me back up. You see that cross will go back up. He knocked it down twice, and I just laughed at him in his face. You think we can't get this thing back up? Brother Vic was armed for bear yesterday. He's like, I got to go to church. Got to get this thing back up, and I'll no, leave it on the ground. I want people to know it's going to come back up. You see, you see, there's a lesson to be learned here, and I'm done. I promise, I'm done. Aaron was Moses' brother. And Miriam was old, his sister. That tells me, brothers and sisters, somebody help me, Dalton. Dalton's got it, Fred. Let Dalton help me. Go ahead, pick it up. Put your end up on top of there. That tells me, brothers and sisters, some very important things. My pants about to fall down. (laughs) Moses asked God to forgive them. Aaron was his brother and Miriam was his sister. Moses said, God forgive them. Brothers and sisters, the first big lesson on humility is to forgive. See, it's a big idea, but small-minded people can't grab it. If you want your blessed life now, then you forgive. And you walk in humility because you realize, you know what? I too was on the ground rolling. I too was a baby Christian. I too have made some mistakes along the way in my ministry. I have not arrived yet. But if I keep going, if I keep my pants If I keep trusting, if I keep trusting, even when it gets a little wobbly, even when I'm not certain, if I just try not to burn the bridge down, walk over and take the high road, I know that God is going to honor me. You see, we don't talk about humility too much because we don't practice it enough. When the neighbor offends us, we offend back. When the person at the supermarket gets on us, we get back on them. When the servant don't do what we want, we buff up and show our chest hairs. You know, it comes a time where God says, you know what? If you want a relationship with me, then you need to be humble and quick to forgive. See, I, I, I think in my heart of hearts I, I, that we should all take the high road this morning. It, it, it's, it's a... It may seem like it's impossible, but all things are possible. To forgive. Listen, listen. I I want you to get this. I don't think we pursue humility enough. Somebody spits in your face, wipe it off and keep going. Somebody slaps you in the face, turn on the other cheek. Can't do it, brother. I got men in my church that right now would probably be qualified for elders. But they're not qualified for elders. Because they haven't learned to let go of their pride. And be humble. Let me ask you today and I'm done. Is it your goal to be the most humble person on earth? To be the most humble and forgiving person on earth? Moses was the most humble and forgiving person on earth. You you saw me read that. You read it with me, Numbers chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, that Moses was the most humble man on earth. That's why he got God's favor. You don't have God's favor, you probably got pride. When I was shaking hands before church, my thoughts were, I wonder how many people are going to look at this passage and say, I'd love to be more humble. I'd love to be more forgiving. That was my thoughts. When I was shaking hands and coming in here, and when I was doing the Pledge of Allegiance, and when I was looking out over the crowd, I was thinking, how many people in this church, really, what are you coming for? I was thinking, who would love to be more humble, more forgiving? Who would just just aspire to be the most humble person in the church? We got some humble people in this church, but I think we could use a lot more today in the churches in America. I want to be the most humble person on the planet starting today starting today I want to be the most humble person on the planet the most forgiving person on the planet today you don't have to join me that's between you and God but today I want to be the most humble and forgiving person on the planet because I want God's favor on my life and I want God to brag on me like he bragged on his servant Moses See, in this society we live in, we boast up those who get in the ditch instead of those who take the high road. Today, I want to be the most humble person on the planet. That's what I want to aspire to be. Or do you read this today and say, cool, that's for Moses, but I'm good with this level. I'm good with this level. I'm good with being a baby Christian. No, I'm I, 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 I I'm not arrived. I'm somewhere on the bridge. But Lord knows I want to walk across it trusting Him every time. No matter if they're talking about you. Doing something to you. Something comes against you. You don't have no clue what it's come from or where you did. You're just going to keep your eyes on the Lord and trust him. You're just going to trust him. And when it gets a little shaky, a little rocky, you're just going to believe that this is the level that you want to attain. Because, see, I believe this. I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I'm going to ask you today as we close as we close I'm going to ask you something today. Was this just another passage for you? Or was it a life changing message for you? Do you want to be the most humble person on the planet? The most forgiving person on the planet? Maybe you're holding something against somebody. Let it go. Give it to God. I know for me man it takes time. I'm not going to lie. You know, if somebody stabs me, the wound just don't kill and heal itself overnight. But if I trust God, take the high road, it's going to pass, it's going to heal. And something good for me is going to come from it. So I want you to do this. If you you declare today that you want to take this high road with me, with this church, we're going to exit this building today, one row at a time. We're going to take the high road. But if you don't want to take the high road, you're not feeling sure about taking the high road today. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Before you leave here, say, Brother Mark, I'm struggling. Let me pray with you. I don't got to go nowhere. I got nothing better to do but talk to you about forgiveness and humility because I believe that your blessings come from being humble and quick to forgive. So if you want to take the high road, you'll come up that side and you'll come down this side. You say, Brother Mark, you think it'll hold me? God has never, ever forsaken me. And He will never forsake you. You know... I think that most people get to some level of spirituality and they reach it, Mary. And they say, oh, I'm good enough here. I believe that. Listen to me. I believe that some people get to a level of spirituality and they say, well, I'm good on this level. I never want to be that guy. If you see me being unkind and unhumble and ungrateful, hold me accountable. Talk to me about it in private. Share with me why you feel that way. Because I want to be the most humble person on the planet. I want to be grateful. Turn off those lights. Turn off those lights. I want you to watch this three minute video. I have I have disappointed God. I have disappointed God. And for that today, I am sorry. I have disappointed Him in my thoughts, my actions, and my deeds in the past. And for that, I ask for forgiveness. If I've offended you, I ask for forgiveness. I want to be the most humble person on the planet. That is my new goal. I want to be in God's favor. That is my new goal. I'd like you to join me in that. You're going to see a video of 24 clips of some really humble people. Just kind of acts of kindness that you and I can do in a strier to do and thanks. And when I pray and close out, instead of doing an altar call, I'm going to do a bridge walk today. I'd like Brother Vic and Brother Nolan and, and uh, maybe Brother Scott to come up and make sure that this bridge, because you've got to have something that secures the bridge. Just to make sure. You say, Brother Mark, I'm not able, I'm not physically able to walk them stairs. Okay, I got that. But will you come touch them? And by touching them, saying, God, I want to be the most humble person on the planet. Will you do me a favor too? Will you let us go row by row by row? I guarantee you, you'll leave out of here changed. Changed. like never before I ask to God to bless you let's watch this video y'all ready ladies
1: hey what is going on everybody Aaron here and welcome to top trending coming up are some incredible acts of kindness from the true heroes in our society we hope you enjoy the video and we hope to inspire you to pass on the love to everyone that you can a dog owner wants to share some tennis balls with random strangers so they can share some special moments and bond with man's best friend the note reads, in loving memory of Phoebe, please help yourself to a tennis ball for your dog to enjoy. You That's may wish cool. to pop it back in the box afterwards for another pooch to enjoy as well. Remember to live each moment just like your dog with unconditional love, loyalty and happiness. After work, this very giving man takes leftover, uneaten bagels and hands them out to hungry people on the streets. It would otherwise go to waste anyway and go to the garbage, so why not share the bagel love? In a burning house, this firefighter risks his life to save a woman's very close feline friend. A friendly neighbor saves a car interior by covering the windows with a trash bag. Also kind enough, he left a little note saying, You left your window open, so I'll put a bag over it to keep your interior dry. Have a great day, from your friendly neighborhood Gilligan. In this picture, a Japanese community is working together to save a woman who had fell under the train. Everyone quickly acted together and were able to get her out with minimal injuries. A kind college student notices an elderly woman tired of walking and having to stand all the time. He then gets on his hands and knees in the elevator and makes himself a human bench for her. A man spots a rather large turtle struggling to get across the road. He proceeds to get out of his car and carries this little guy to safety. This man saves a beach dolphin and carries it back into deeper water so it can survive and swim away with his family. This woman is running a marathon with the first place runner winning up to $10,000. Although this woman was in first place, she sacrifices all of the prize money to help this disabled man get a little drink of water. After a POW outage, this very giving police officer buys meals for over 20 people after their food had gone spoiled and they could no longer eat it. Another police officer notices that a homeless man didn't have any shoes. Instead of walking by like many other people would do, he was kind enough to spend some of his own money and get him a pair of shoes. This ultimate act of kindness is committed when a stranger leaves some extra change in an envelope on a vending machine, treating the next person to use it to a snack and a drink of their choice. This Spanish runner informs his opponent that he has not finished the race just yet. He could have just passed him and won himself, but let him go anyway, not to get the cheap win. This very brave police officer handcuffs himself to a suicidal woman, telling her that if she goes, well, he's gonna go along with her. This man desperately needed to catch a train and was running for it, until he spotted this elderly woman. He stopped what he was doing just to help her out with the couple bags she had in her hands. A store owner shared his electricity after Hurricane Sandy. This enabled many people to power up their cell phones and call their loved ones to let them know that they were safe and sound. A stranger donates a full set of tires with an explanation written in these words. You do not know me, but I saw that you needed some tires for your truck and I wanted to do something nice for a stranger because one day a stranger did the same for me. The receipt is in the envelope and all you have to do is go buy Warehouse Tire on 3rd Street and ask for Stephen Hodges and they will be put on for free. All I ask is that one day you do something nice for a complete stranger yourself. Turkish protesters helped this stray dog who was accidentally tear gassed from the ride control. They used water to flush them out and restore the poor dog's sight. This woman buys two meals, one for herself and then one for this homeless man. They then sit and enjoy lunch together while they talk about each other's lives. This man notices that it's raining outside and that these elderly women may be parked a little bit too far. He then proceeds to pick up the table umbrella big enough for all of them and escorts them all the way there. And that is going to do it for all the random acts of kindness for today guys. If you want to continue the train then maybe go on to your community and do some random acts of kindness of turn your own off, and if you Biggie. want to do that then maybe-
0: Biggie turn that off, lord have mercy I don't know where that came from. Biggie, Biggie. (laughs) You're killing me, girl. You know, I I just wanted to show you all that first part of the clip. (laughs) uh, But I think the greatest thing for me is when nobody sees what I do. When nobody sees what I do. When nobody knows and I ain't got to brag about it. I think that's where God wants to take us. Where we're doing it for him and not for us. So as I pray and close. If you're in a hurry you can come and I'll shake your hand at the back door. Love that. I'd like my wife to get up right now and walk across that bridge if you want to. Like my men that I called to come and help. John Forbes, would you come and help brother? I was broke down yesterday on the side of the road. John could have left me, but he didn't. Somebody stand on that end. Just kind of hold the board, maybe, to keep it from flopping so much. Well, let's not hold it. Let's just have them trust, just to be safe. My wife will meet us at the back door back there. And and we're going to start at the front. We'll just go front rows, front rows, front rows. Did you get something out of this today? If you're watching on the internet today, do something kind for somebody. But do it for yourself, for sure. God bless you guys for coming today. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you today, Lord, and we love you and we thank you. Father, as we leave here today, we leave changed. Not the same anymore. From this day on, I will practice humility and forgiveness. I will aspire to be what God has called me to be. I pray that for every brother and sister in this house. And there was so much more I wanted to s- explain about Aaron and Miriam and how they were the close to the to Moses and, and they were his real brother and sister and they were the priest and the high priestess of the church. And what a sample that is for Moses to say, you know what, I'll forgive those who trespass against me. I'll forgive them. I'll forgive them. I know they're leaders in the church and stuff and I'll forgive them and... and And they didn't mean it. Satan just kind of got them stirred up about something. And Moses said, God, please forgive them. Moses said, please forgive them. Jesus said to those who were crucified him while he hung on that cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. If God will forgive you, forgive others. And then help somebody. And try not to brag about it too much. Because what we do, we should do unto the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Walk that plank. Walk that bridge. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.